This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is hit well in a center field. That one's carrying out at center. It's out of here! Oh, Johnny with a pinch hit home run! At the plate is Mike Trout, the pitch on its way, it's blasted out to dead center field! Out of here! Ball gets away! He's gonna break for the plate! Ball game is over! The Angels with a walk-off win here in the bottom of the ninth inning! This is the Angels Recap Podcast, a review of the past week in Angels baseball. Here's your host, Trent Rush. Welcome to the first ever Angels Recap Podcast. My name is Trent Rush. So glad you're choosing to join us today here for the podcast. This is going to be lots of fun that we're going to have basically the rest of the season. But I'll tell you this, after every Angels homestand, we're going to be coming on this podcast that you can get on angels.com slash podcasts. And we're going to talk about all the excitement that happened in the previous homestand. We're going to be bringing you a lot of the really cool interviews that we get on my postgame show, Angels Recap, that comes on after every Angels home game on Angels Radio AM 830. Uh, after this past homestand, if the Angels were able to beat both the Mariners and the Dodgers. Certainly a lot of good things to talk about. There was some disappointment with the news that Garrett Richards is going to have Tommy John surgery. We'll hear some of Garrett's comments on that. Mike Smith, the Hall of Fame jockey and writer of Justify when he won the Triple Crown. Well, Mike Smith throughout the first pitch in a game uh, on this homestand. So we'll have Mike Smith coming for you on this show. We'll go check out what's happening in the minor leagues when we go down on the farm where Steve Went, the play-by-play voice, the Inland Empire 66ers talks about all the excitement that's happening there. Nick Tropiano had a rehab game. Steve was there for the call of that. Just a lot of interesting stuff going on around Angels baseball. We'll hear from uh, several players as well. That's just on this edition. But every time we do this show, we're going to be bringing you basically the best of the homestand here on the podcast. Because I know sometimes when we come on the air, you know, you get an extra innings game. We might not be on till 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. Uh, I know that's kind of late for some folks, so if you are, you know, maybe early to bed, early to rise types, or some of us are late to bed, early to rise types, doesn't necessarily matter. Uh, either way, you miss the show ever, uh, you will have a chance to basically bring you the highlights right here on the podcast. Well, we were just talking about Mike Smith, and he did throw out the first pitch in that Dodgers series, so here's our conversation with the Hall of Fame jockey, Mike Smith, before the Angels played the Dodgers. Joined now by Hall of Fame jockey, the writer of Triple Crown winning Justify, Mike Smith, is with us here on Angels Recap. Mike, for you, what is this experience like? Uh, just in the, in the several weeks since uh, history was made, and, and you were obviously such a key part of that. Well, I normally don't get to throw the first pitch out, you know, <laughs> so, I mean, that that's part of the, the perks that come along with it. But, you know, it's it's really, truly a, a life-changing experience, man. It's... Um, you know, it's it's what it's, it's our World Series, man. It's our everything. Uh, to even win, you know, one of the Triple Crown races and then to win all three of them is just uh, puts it up on another level that 
it's just uh, he seems to get better every day. But for you, I mean, your career, even before this, is iconic and one of the great, you know, jockey careers of all time. And then for this to happen, what's like the difference of what was life like before versus now? You know, it's, you know, it's just the most humble, blessed, complete feeling. You feel complete, you know, that if, you know, that if it all ended, you know, tomorrow, you, you, you would be okay, man. You know, you were, you were blessed to, to pull it all off. Uh, although I don't plan on ending it tomorrow, I, I like to think I got another two, three, maybe even four years left in me. But uh, for it to come later on, I think, as well in my career, you just appreciate things more when you get older. I mean, you know, you're not probably don't know if you'll ever get an opportunity like you know like that again to even win a derby. Then you know to to go through it and pull this off with Bob Baffert has just been amazing. What's the journey like in the th- in the weeks of those three races? Because everyone talks about how grueling it is. Like, what goes on, and what's it like for you as it keeps building and building towards the potential of a triple crown? You got to learn to simplify things. Uh, uh, you really do. Or, otherwise, it will. It'll be too overwhelming. Uh, just you wouldn't wouldn't think of all three of them. I just basically you know like like people tell you one race at a time and i would just even the last one for the belmont uh, i just had to win the belmont i didn't uh, the pass was a pass i let that go and 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 because if you don't do that I, I swear man i mean it just gets it gets to be too much uh so you just make it one race at a time and you know and i've been blessed to have been riding for a long time and ridden in all these races before and been blessed to win all of them just not not in the same years so i just kept it really simple and and it, it, it helped me well, now you're out here throwing the first pitch and having fun here, hanging out at the ballpark. Uh, tell us about the first pitch. You, you, it, it was it was a good throw. You didn't bounce it. That was the important thing. And it's Steve Solis there to back you up. I got yeah, Steve. I, I got to learn to get the ball down. Yeah, I, I got to get it down a little bit. But at least I'm I'm reaching the plate and it's going strong to it. Uh, and you didn't have to d- dive to the side or anything to get it. And it certainly didn't bounce. So my friends can't make fun of me anyway. <laughs> I was going to say, what's more nerve-wracking, right? Getting on the back of a horse or doing what you just did on the mound? <laughs> I think doing what I just did on the mound. I know what I'm doing most of the time when I'm on the back of a horse, but I, I'm certainly no pitcher by no means. Uh, when, when you consider now your place in racing, uh, what do you think back upon, not just on this memory, but, but really everything that you've done in your career? You know, it's just so many, so many things to think about. Uh, I think when I go on, but at the end of everything, when, you, when, when it's – you know, you want to come away just being a good, a good guy, man. Somebody people rooted for and people liked. Uh, to me, is more important than anything. Is walking away, uh, being a good person is very important to me. So, that's the main thing. And then all the other stuff is just icing on the cake. And like I said, I I, I feel so blessed and complete right now. I, I'm just floating around, man, having a good time. Mike, it's great seeing you here. It was a pleasure meeting you today. Thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate it. Great stuff right there by Mike Smith. That was cool. By the way, that night, maybe one of the more exciting games, if not the most exciting game for the Angels all season long. Remember, the Halos were down 2-1 to one going into that ninth inning and with two outs and nobody on base in the bottom of the ninth facing Kenley Jansen. Shohei Otani draws a walk, then steals second base. Bad throw by Grindahl. Just like that, Otani, nine feet away representing the potential tying run for the rookie David Fletcher. Here's the pitch that's a liner it's going to drop into left field and tie up the ball game. David Fletcher comes through the rookie ties it up against Jansen. Very next batter Ian Kinsler gets a base hit remember the bad throw by Puig Fletcher able to come on in to score and after the game I caught up with David down on the field. We got to get out of the way the Gatorade coming on down here David you had the game tying hit in the bottom of the ninth inning 
Shohei Otani drew the walk in, steals second base, able to get to third. What's your approach at that moment with two outs and the potential tying run at third base? Yeah, I mean, he did a great job, have a great at-bat get on first base, and obviously made his way to third, and then um, I just looked for something up in the zone I could hit hard. After the way these last couple of weeks have gone for you guys, to get a win like this against a cross-town rival, what's it say about this team? Yeah, I mean, obviously we're resilient, and um, it's a big win for us. Tell me about what was going through that la uh, your mind on that last play with Ian Kinsler drove you in for the winning run. Yeah, he just, uh, he, I just took off when he hit it, and I mean, I don't know what happened. I got to third, and I saw the ball get away from the catcher, and I just went home. David, congratulations. Drove in the tying run, scored the winning one. Angels get a victory tonight. Well done. Thank you. You just can't help but love David Fletcher. I mean, the impact that he has made on this team right away has been nothing short of tremendous. There were a lot of fan questions about David Fletcher, which we'll get to a little bit later on. As far as that series would go, Angels would lose on Saturday, but win the Sunday game 4-3. Justin Anderson able to pick up his fourth career save. And after that game, I talked to Justin down on the field. Justin, quite the finish to that game, able to get that double play at the end. We saw a lot of sliders from you here in that last night inning. Was that the approach going up against the power hitters that were in the heart of this Dodger order? Yeah, you know, especially sneaking Bellinger in down there like that, you know, might have been struggling a little bit, whatever, trying to get him some more fastballs down there, but I mean, regardless of that, that he's still a good hitter right there, you know, I gotta be out there and execute my pitches. 0-2 pitch to Kemp, just left it up, you know, a veteran hitter, guy's gonna do damage with it, it's just, that's the name of the game, you know. And then being able to get that leadoff out right there on the slider, you know, that's that's what it's all about. Get that leadoff out, get the guys rolling. This team was down early, 3 nothing, but yeah. then to the score four runs after that, Andrew Keeney had retired 12 in a row at one point. Albert hits a home run, then Otani the pinch hit blast. What's that say about this team's resiliency in this game? You know, we, we're not giving up, you know. We, that's the way it's been all year. We're not, we're not a team that gives up or quits. You know, Heaney went out there, that three spot, whatever. You know, that was no big deal. It's kind of like people might forget about that leaving this game. Like, he actually threw a really well game, a really good game for us, you know, and AP to get that home run right there, and then Shohei to tie, I mean, take the lead is huge. For you to come into the ninth inning, how rewarding is it for you to have a performance like that and to do so on Sunday night baseball, do it against the rival Dodgers? What was it like for you? No, I was just trying to make sure I went out there, execute my pitches, try and make it as quickly as possible and get in and get out for these guys so we can relax and enjoy the rest of our evening. Justin, congrats on the win. Well done. Thanks, Trent. The Angels would get another win on that Tuesday, 9-3 over the Mariners in a game where Garrett Richards came out going just two and two-thirds innings, which we would later find out would be UCL damage. We'd hear from Garrett later in the week. But after this one, Cole Calhoun, three for four game, drove in a couple of runs, and I talked to Cole afterwards. For this team to get a win like this, you've won three of four. What's the urgency right now with this club, considering where you guys are at? I mean, we just got to go out and keep playing good baseball. Uh, it's It's been rolling well um, since we've been on this homestand, and, um, you know, coming out to the ballpark every day and, and trying to win a game. It seems like your approach has changed. We see you using all fields. You hit the home run to left center today, a couple of hits to the left side. Uh, what's been your approach lately since coming off the DL? Uh, just trying to get hits, man, help this, help this ball club win. That's it. And, uh, you know, fortunate enough to uh, – get back to the left side of the field and and some fall in and you know it's not just me it's uh I mean, we had 15 hits tonight scored nine runs that's a that's a whole team win especially with uh we don't know how garrett is but bullpen having to eat up a lot of innings tonight and uh to hold them scoreless uh is just that's a great job 
Angleton Simmons tomorrow. The voting closes to make him an all-star. What's your plea to uh, Angels fans to get Sim to the all-star game? I mean, Angel fans know how special this guy is. Uh, he, he saves us on defense night in and night out. He does something that, uh, that you're never going to see. And uh, with the bat, has been one of our best all season. So uh, this guy deserves to be an all-star. Great, great ball player. Great teammate. And let's uh, let's get him vote and get him to the all-star game. Thanks, Cole. Uh-huh. The joy there would really only last so long. The next day, not such a great one for the Angels. Not only did the Mariners shut him out three zip, but we also found out that Garrett Richards had UCL damage. We also found out that Andleton Simmons would not be an all-star. Uh, that was disappointing because that guy has put up awesome numbers this year. We also take fan questions, by the way, using the hashtag AngelsRecap on the Angels Recap show on Angels. Angels Radio AM 830 after each and every Angels home game. And here's one of the questions that I got the next night when the Angels beat Seattle 11-2. Albert Pujols with two home runs ties Ken Griffey Jr. for 630 in his career, sixth on the all-time list. Passed Rod Carew on the all-time hits list in that game. David Fletcher hit his first career home run in that game. And afterwards, I was able to answer some tweets, most specifically about Garrett Richards. Noah Daigle has a question. He was at the Big A with Grandma tonight. Awesome, Noah. Glad you guys had a good time. What a great game to see. He says, two milestones live. Fletcher's first dinger and Albert's 630th. Those are going to be some memories I share when I get older, that's for sure. When it comes to G. Rich, is he even a trade piece for the Halos anymore? Is he going to get a major league contract this offseason? Honestly, kind of worried. Man has been so unlucky, but the obvious talent that he has would hope the Angels keep him around. So here's the deal with Garrett Richards, and we're going to hear from Garrett coming up in just a bit. Um, He is a free agent at the end of this season. And he announced today he is going to have Tommy John surgery, and the focus for Garrett Richards at this point is now on the 2020 season. I would imagine there is going to be a team out there. Maybe it's the Angels, uh, and they're you know the twenty nine. There's twenty nine of the teams I'm sure that would be interested in, in this if it was the right price to maybe offer a two year deal to Garrett, understanding that he's not going to pitch at all in 2019. And you, you get him at a, at a bargain price and, and try to hope that it goes well in 2020. I would imagine there's going to be a lot of teams across Major League Baseball that could be interested in something like that for Garrett Richards. And maybe the Angels are one of those teams, maybe not. You, you just think 2014 when he gets hurt in Boston, misses the rest of the season there. Uh, 2016, the first issue with the uh, UCL where he has the stem cell Injection ends up not taking, or ends up ends up taking. Excuse me, completely heals. So we're told um, that everything was good to go, great there. Garrett says the same thing. The Angels medical staff at the time was adamant about that, um, and Garrett even today said that there really no correlation there. That he believes he was totally healed, and and that this UCL tear, even though it's in pretty much the same spot, really doesn't have anything to do with the first time um, something happened there. Then in 2017, he has the bicep issue with the nerve damage, and he misses you know all but six starts that season. And now, obviously, this news with the uh, UCL issue here, the sixth Angels pitcher to have some kind of a UCL problem, this one a tear that is going to require Tommy John surgery. So to say is Garrett Richards a trade piece now, I would say no way. Um He would have been a big-time trade piece should the Angels have uh, decided to be sellers 
and, and Garrett be healthy, then yeah, he, he probably would have been a big-time trade piece. But he's not that now, and it'll be interesting to see how it all shakes out. But I think Garrett Richards uh, has the right attitude. He's positive that things are going to go all right, that he's going to bounce back from this and be able to bounce back at 100%. So uh, that is the, uh, you know, that's the latest with uh, Garrett Richards. Again, he announced today he's going to have Tommy John surgery. And here's what G. Rich had to say about his decision to have the surgery. I obviously knew something was going on um, based on how I was feeling. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and have Tommy John surgery um, in the next couple weeks and, uh, you know, just kind of have a little bit of peace of mind, you know, just get get the surgery and come back strong and, and be able to go back to pitching uh, without worrying about anything. Garrett was also asked when he knew that something might be wrong. Uh, I think it just kind of came on, you know, periodically. Um, you know, the last couple of weeks, uh, or you know, the, the last week before I went on the DL there, while I was battling the hamstring uh, strain that I had, um, you know, my arm just kind of felt like it wasn't really rebounding. Um, ball was still coming out of my hand fine, and I was still able to pitch, obviously, but um, it just kind of progressively, you know, got worse and. And obviously there towards the end uh, with my velo dropping and everything, um, it was kind of, I couldn't really hide it anymore. So, um, you know, it sucks. You know, I I wanted to be back out there and compete. You know, I wanted to be there for my teammates. Um, You know, I'm disappointed, obviously, but, you know, this is something that I have to do. And and, uh, it's nothing that I'm, it's nothing that I haven't done before. You know, I've obviously had some injuries in my career and I've always come back uh, just as good, if not better. So, um, you know, I'm not discouraged. I'm just, I'm kind of getting my mind ready just to get back to, um, you know, rehabbing this thing and coming back strong. All right. So for Garrett, uh, he's going to have the surgery coming up on July the 24th. Dr. Neil Elatrosh is going to perform the procedure. I mean, he's uh, one of the best, if not the best, at that uh, procedure there. Uh, it's uh, Dr. Neil Elatrosh going to do the surgery on July the 24th. Richard said the tear is basically in the same spot as the one that was healed by the stem cell uh, injection back in 2016. He says that the recovery from the injection uh, was a total success. Everything's good. That was a really unique case in 2016. Um, you know, he, he also said he had absolutely no regrets about that, and he would have done it again, and that's just the way uh, that this is all gone. He was completely healed uh, by that injection there, and uh, this was just... Uh, uh, something else, uh, though, that did happen in, in basically uh, the same spot. I asked Garrett, just on a, on a personal level, just how disappointing it is for him to now go three straight years of having a major injury. Garrett, how frustrating have the last three years been, knowing it's been three separate instances, and now once again, here we are? Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, like I said, I'm disappointed. You know, you put in all this work, and you, you commit 100% to something, and you know, you, you work your way all the way back and, and you start feeling good again and then, you you know, this happens. But, you know, there's a lot of guys that have gone through, you know, injury, injury-heavy careers and they've, at the end of the day, turned in a pretty decent career. So, um, you know, I'm, I've never been one to quit, so I'm going to keep going. Um, you know, this isn't something that I, that I can't get past. You know, this is a high success rate um, with this surgery. So... Um, you know, and, and I have a great, great staff. Um, you know, a great support system around me, uh, with my family and everybody here. And uh, you know, Neil Elitraj is, is the best in the business. So, um, you know, I think that that everything's kind of on my side, given given the intangibles. So, um, I'm just, you know, like I said, I'm I'm getting mentally ready just to get back in the gym and and start getting back to the road to recovery. So. 
All right, so there's uh, Garrett Richards talking about his injury, having Tommy John surgery coming up on July the 24th. Let's get back out to Twitter and answer some of your questions tonight. Again, here on Angels Recap, Janet Planet 5 at JP says Skaggs is back. Nitro, Nick Tropiano should be back soon. Any updates on Matt Shoemaker? I know Matt Shoemaker is working towards a throwing program right now. He's still a little ways away, though. It's going to be a little bit before we see Matt Shoemaker. There's no timetable from my understanding as of yet, but uh, don't be holding your breath on Matt Shoemaker. He's still going to be uh, a little bit down the road. As for Nick Tropiano, he's very close to return. He is actually going to toss a rehab game tomorrow night in Inland Empire, Class A, I.E., so uh, you can check that out uh, with uh, Nick Tropiano there. Uh, After that, um, I would imagine that coming off of the uh, All-Star break, Nick Tropiano will definitely be a part of this Angels rotation. Jaime Berea will very likely be a part of this Angels rotation coming out of the All-Star break as well. At least that's what Mike Sosha said earlier today when I asked him about it. Now, Berea was sent to Class A Inland Empire earlier today. to make room for Tyler Skaggs to pitch at the major league level in this game tonight. And Richards was very good in this game. 80 pitches, uh, one earned run uh, in his six innings of work. Good to see that. As far as it goes for Nick Tropiano, though, or excuse me, Jaime Berea. So Berea goes to single A. What that basically means is it's an easier commute for him. Um, he basically can spend a lot of time here at Angel Stadium, and it's convenient. He doesn't have to fly to... Triple A Salt Lake. He is not expected to pitch with uh, Class A Inland Empire during the All Star break. He's going to be able to take some time off and then will likely come back into the Angels rotation, I would imagine, uh, 10 days or so uh, from now with uh, Jaime Berea. So that's kind of what's. Uh, what it kind of looks like at the moment, but uh, we'll see how this all plays out here for the Angels. The Angels don't need a starter right now for this series against the Dodgers. They need relief pitchers and have this bullpen as deep as possible for the next three games heading into the break. So that's how uh, that kind of uh, all goes into play there. There's a lot that goes into this. And uh, Jaime Brea, you know, don't read too much into him going to single A. It's not like there's some major demotion, just a convenience thing. Marilyn Smith says we were at the stadium to see Fletch's first Major League homer. So happy for him. We brought our Fletch fan club sign and suddenly had two sections cheering for us after the home run. On another topic, why did Marte leave the game? Uh, for Marte, that was just a matchup thing. Wanted to get Luis Valbuena uh, at bats against the righty there. I would imagine that's why that decision was made. But it's so cool. You're the people that brought the Fletch fan club sign. I saw it on TV. Uh, I saw it in the ballpark as well. I thought it was awesome. David Fletcher deserves a fan club. This guy is playing his heart out every day. Absolutely love it. Um, and yeah, I think that, that would uh, that, that's pretty cool about uh, David Fletcher. I'm glad that you guys are out supporting him. Look, David Fletcher's becoming a fan favorite, and it's really easy to understand why, because he does all the little things so well. I tell you what, if you could be a team with eight David Fletchers and one Mike Trout, you're a World Series team. I mean, that that's you you need guys like that. And you know, David Fletcher's probably never going to be an All Star. Maybe you never know, but he's never going to be a, a big superstar kind of guy. He's just a baseball player, though, and and he's a professional and. 
Uh, I'm excited about what's in store for David Fletcher down the road. I'm excited uh, for what he can bring. By the way, we mentioned in that game against Seattle that Albert Pujols hit two home runs. Albert would later be placed on the DL the next day with left knee inflammation, but Mike Sosha did say that to expect Albert Pujols to be on the DL the minimum amount of time. Basically, he missed the Dodgers series. He's going to be, obviously, during the All-Star break. Angels don't have to use him anyway. Nobody does. And then the series against Houston, he'll miss, but should be back by Monday against the White Sox. Speaking of Albert Pujols, he hit two home runs tonight, including 630 of his career. Ty Ken Griffey Jr. on the all-time list. But after the Angels got an 11-2 victory, Albert, just want to talk about the win. Well, it was good, you know. Obviously, anytime you put yourself in a situation to try to win a series, it's always good, you know. We won the first game and tough loss last night, but, you know, we you know we were going to face a tough guy today on Paxson, and unfortunately, you know, he, he got hurt, but, then, you know, we got to hang early, and uh, Tyler threw a, a, a great game. Yeah, speaking of Tyler Skaggs, six innings tonight, five hits, one run. It was earned, just one walk, five punch outs. Not bad to do that on 80 pitches coming off the DL. And here's Albert expanding on what he thought about Tyler Skaggs, tonight's starting pitcher. You know, awesome. I mean, anytime you know you have a guy, especially, you know, for him, you know, uh, skipping a couple of stars, you know, to get out there, uh, you know, to a guy that had been dealing with injury himself, uh, you know, and to be able to. Keep a, a great team, a great lineup, you know, to one run. Uh, you know, it was huge. And uh, we were able to execute, get some big hits, and get him a little cushion, you know, for him to make some pitch whenever he got in trouble. No doubt a big story tonight. Um, didn't even have to do with the game itself, with Garrett Richards announcing he's going to have Tommy John surgery. He's done for the year. Uh, the focus now on 2020. He has thrown his last pitch under this current contract with the Angels, and we'll see what the future has in store. That one, just several injuries the Angels have had to deal with this year, especially on the pitching side. And here's what Albert had to say about all the injuries to this Angels team. You know, it seems like... Uh... You know, almost every other day, you know, we just get hit by injuries. And when you have pretty much more than half of your starting pitchers, you know, in the DL with injury, uh, it's really tough, you know, uh, to replace those guys. But, you know, nobody's going to feel sorry for ourselves. We need to figure out a way to do it. I mean, uh, you know, I was in the Cardinal team, too. Uh, I think it was in 06 where we have some injuries and, you know, we end up winning the worst here. So, we just got to try to finish runs this first half and, and uh, you know, see what we can do the last two and a half months of the season after the break. Yeah, it's still a lot of chances for this Angels team. I am still a believer that they control their own destiny, especially with as many games as they have against Seattle, Oakland, Houston down the stretch. I'm not saying this Angels team is going to catch the Astros. In my opinion, Houston's the best team in baseball, and I, I don't see any team in the American League West catching Houston when it's all said and done. But... Oakland's playing good baseball right now. I, I have a hard time thinking that they're going to be able to keep this up all the way down the stretch. I think there are some cracks in this Seattle Mariners team. I think they're going to be able to fall back a little bit. If the Angels can string together some wins and be able to gain some ground and go into the All-Star break, you know, six games, seven games back, or excuse me, go into the trade deadline, I should say, uh, six or seven games back, and then get to a point where then you can go into September, maybe only three or four games back, 
I think the Angels could very realistically uh, get in the mix and be able to uh, catch this Mariners team or maybe this A's team that's playing so well right now. There's just so much baseball left to go. I just get I get really discouraged when I see kind of some dark stuff on Twitter with fans getting upset. Oh, season's over. I just don't think that that's a, a very fair thing to do because we do know what this Angels team is capable of. We see it tonight. We saw it in this series. We saw it this whole homestand. Take two or three from the Dodgers, two of three from the Mariners. Uh, that's a good thing. So the Angels take two of three from the Dodgers. Then they take two of three from Seattle to wrap up that homestand. We even did a special road edition of Angels Recap on Friday and Saturday night. Well, on Friday, the Angels ended up losing the opener from Chavez Ravine. However, Nick Tropiano tossed a minor league rehab game with Class A Inland Empire and the 66ers broadcaster Steve Wett joined me on the show. Alright, time now for our Down on the Farm segment and we are joined by Steve Wendt, the play-by-play voice of the Inland Empire 66ers, the Angels Class A affiliate out there in San Bernardino. You're going to hear from Steve coming up this weekend on our minor league report on the Angels pregame show, but we're sure glad to have him here on Angels Recap tonight. Steve, how are you? I'm good, Trent. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Uh, obviously, a disappointing loss for the Angels this evening. I know you guys had a tough go against the Quakes uh, the, tonight. Uh, 5 nothing. Rancho ends up getting the win. But Nick Tropiano got the start in this game, his second rehab start. I'm looking at his line now. Goes four innings, seven hits. That's a high total after he looked so good in his first outing where he went, what, four innings without giving up a hit. What was different for Nick Tropiano tonight, in your opinion? My opinion, I just thought his command, uh, you know, his fastball uh, was just pinpoint in his first outing. Uh, you know, he didn't pitch out of the stretch until uh, until the uh, fifth inning of his first outing with us uh, back on the seventh. And and tonight, uh, you know, a soft liner, first pitch of the game goes for a base hit. He's in he's in the stretch. Uh, gave up a, another single in that inning. Uh, that was a pop fly that uh, kind of got played into a hit. He ended up striking out the side and, and actually looked pretty good. All his pitches looked good in that first inning. But then in the second and on, I just saw a lot of kind of middle-of-the-plate pitches, you know, whereas normally he's living on, on the uh, edges and, and certainly did in his first outing for us back on the seventh. I know the Angels definitely going to be counting on Nick Tropiano to be a big part of this rotation in the second half of the season coming out of the All-Star break. Uh, but did, were you able to hear anything from maybe some people around, uh, maybe from the Angels that might have been out there that, uh, you know, get any sense of how they felt about how Nick's outing went tonight? You know what? Uh, actually, I just I just spoke to Ryan Barba, the uh, manager, and, and we just both talked about how, you know, some mistakes uh, up in the zone, and and uh, the quick hitters were able to hit him. Uh, but in, in terms of kind of his health or anything like that, no, didn't unfortunately get a, uh, any uh, breakdown on that. I do know that he felt great after his first uh, outing, and you know, I didn't see anything in terms of you know how he was throwing that would lead you to believe anything other than that, uh, other than you know location mistakes. But you know, the, the velocity looked okay, and and uh, you know, his secondary pitches, he threw a split finger. In his first inning, that looked like it was something out of a, of a cartoon. Uh, he doesn't throw many of them, but boy, that was one of the best ones I've ever seen. So, you know, I think there's positives. But as far as you know, the the success of this outing, I think tomorrow morning will, and his next time he throws will will really be the the true test. 
Sure, that's exactly what everyone's going to be waiting on. But based on, I think, what we heard the first time out, uh, it sounds like as long as everything goes well or went well tonight and he comes out of it tomorrow, uh, Tropiano should be okay. Angels no doubt need him the second half of the season. Uh, Steve, I tell you what, right now we're talking with Steve Went, play-by-play voice, the Inland Empire 66ers, the Angels single-A club in the IE. I look at this roster, and I know you guys have seen a lot of talent uh, come in to start the year and has already been Promoted to double A, there has been quite a period of time that 66ers baseball has been really fun and loaded with a lot of future stars. One of the guys in the lineup uh, tonight, your leadoff hitter in Brandon Marsh. What can you tell me about the development you've seen from him in his time so far at IE? Yeah, you know, uh, well, heading into tonight's game, he'd had seven hits over his last two games, uh, was hitting the ball over the ballpark. Um, I think what surprises you about Brandon Marsh is, you know, you see this physical guy and he's got the, the, the bushy beard and he, you know, looks like uh, he belongs on a, a wrapper of paper towels, you know, but uh, then you see him run and you see him play the outfield and you go, whoa, this guy's six, three and a half, six, four, but he runs like a deer uh, and has tremendous ability to run the bases and run down balls in the outfield that when you just first see him, you go, oh, wow, that's a big, strong slugger. Uh, you know, that's what jumps out to me is, is his athleticism, his speed. Um, you know, the bat's coming along. The bat's coming along. But uh, one thing I, I was actually talking to him today about it is that even on days he doesn't have a hit or, or you know, maybe has one hit, um, he does impact the game in multiple ways. He can steal bases. He can certainly uh, excel at any position in the outfield. He plays a nice center field. He's got a great arm. And then running the bases, uh, he puts on a clinic, and for a 20-year-old to do that, that's pretty impressive. Another guy that has impressed a ton of people is going to be the Angels representative in the Futures game coming up. I guess that's tomorrow. Joe Adele uh, going to represent the Halos on the roster there. Uh, Adele has been one of those guys that I think people were excited about when he arrived. The Angels, no doubt, were about getting Joe Adele. But ever since then, every person I talk to around baseball, his stock seems to be rising basically every day. What are the things that you have seen from Joe Adele that maybe has so many people across the sport excited about this guy's potential? The first thing is the power. I mean, that ball comes off of his bat uh, with such velocity. I mean, you know, everyone talks about exit velocity. Well, the, the <laughs> this is exit velocity supreme. Uh, he hits the ball consistently uh, harder than almost every other player. And, and even his outs are noisy. Uh, but he can also get the ball up into the air and hit it a ton. But we see line drives. We see screamers. I mean, I do not feel good for infielders when he's at the plate. <laughs> I mean, he didn't just, you know, he he had a he had a ball he hit through the left side uh, the other day that was, you know, reportedly 115 off the bat, um, and you know, and then that's a single. Uh, but there is that. That's the that's the first thing that jumps out. You go, whoa. This guy hits the ball hard, and he hits it to all fields, which is impressive. Uh, and then you meet him, and you go, oh, my goodness. Like, this is the guy you want. He's, he's super bright. Uh, he's constantly thinking about the game. He has a very uh, good demeanor, nice demeanor. Uh, but there's a focus there that, you know, when I was 19, I was an absolute train wreck, and this kid <laughs> is locked in. So I – it's hard not to be impressed with anything he does. Now his base running and his outfield play, 
uh, I think what I've been impressed with is in the 40-plus games he's been with the Sixers, I think he's made exponential steps in that, uh, in, in improving in those. And, you know, 14 months ago he's at the prom. And now, you know, so he's learning the game, and he's taking quantum leaps in my opinion. Yeah, it's crazy how uh, he has done that. I'm just excited. You telling me about this, about Joe Adele, gets me fired up. Steve, you know I love getting out to 66ers games. I'm checking my calendar, looking for the first date that I can do that. Hopefully, I know that the Monday of the All-Star break coming up, you guys are home, Angels are off. Uh, maybe we can try to get out then or, or, or maybe uh, early in August. But I'm looking forward to seeing you. And I know there's a lot to be excited about for fans in Southern California. The future of Angels baseball right now is playing in IE. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. And, and, you know, and also the future of Major League Baseball in general. That's one of the cool things about coming to a minor league game. And obviously, you know, we're talking about the Angels. Uh, but, you know, these minor league baseball players are trying to get to the big leagues. And uh, they, you know, the, the Sixers all want to be Angels, but they want to get to the big leagues. And that's the same for every other golf club. So you might see a kid uh, on a Rancho Cucamonga team. You might see a kid on the, the Stockton ports. You might see a kid in Lake Elsinore. Now, you know what? Hey, in a couple of weeks when the trade deadline hits, all of a sudden he's in the Angels organization, and you can say, wow, I saw him then. So those types of things happen as well. And so minor league baseball is pretty special that way. No doubt about that. Steve, I appreciate the time tonight. So thank you for joining us, and I'm looking forward to hanging out with you soon. Way overdue to getting out to the 66ers games out there uh, in San Bernardino. It's a lot of fun, and anybody listening right now, I encourage you guys to get out and see the 66ers uh, play this year and go watch some Cal League baseball. It's really fun. Steve, thank you. Thank you, Trent. Really good stuff from Steve Went right there, as always. But before we can wrap our first-ever Angels Recap podcast, let's take a look back at the top five plays of the week. Time now for a look back at this week in Angels baseball. Here are the top five plays of the week. Number five. It was a big rivalry week with the Mariners and Dodgers. Really two rivalry weeks, but we'll pick things up on Tuesday night in the opener against the Mariners with the Halos just trying to get back into the race for that second wild card spot. Wasn't pretty early when Seattle jumped out to a 3-0 lead in the first, but the Angels wouldn't back down. By the second inning, the game was tied on an Anderson Simmons RBI single. Then in the fourth, Simba back up, this time with a chance to give the Halos the lead. Next delivery, and that's grounded fair by the third baseman, Seeger. That's going to roll down in the left field corner. Cole Calhoun is going into third. He'll be waved home as Span had some trouble getting a hold of that ball down in the corner. And Cole Calhoun scores all the way from first base on the double by Simmons, and the Angels have a 4-3 lead. Three-hit night for Simba as the Angels scored nine unanswered en route to a 9-3 win in the opener. Number four. Let's skip ahead to Thursday in the rubber match with the M's. Once again, Mariners jumped out in front, but the Halos were sure quick to respond. Three runs in the home half of the first. By the sixth, it was 5-1 Angels, but with two on for Justin Upton, a chance for a real nice cushion. Here's the pitch on Upton, and this ball's hit well and carrying into deep right center field, and that ball is out of here. That is a home run for Upton, his 18th of the season. Two-hit night for Upton. That's a three-run homer, and that busts this thing wide open. 
It's 8-1 Angels. Halos would go on to win that night 11-2 to take the series, but not before one more highlight. Number three. Yeah, right after the Upton home run, a little bit of history was made. Earlier in that game, Albert Pujols moved past Rod Carew on the all-time hits list. And here in the sixth, the machine eyeing another milestone, pulling even with one of the great sluggers in the history of this game. I'm not a machine, okay? I'm just Albert. And here's Albert swinging at a pitch. It's hit deep into left field. Out of here! Out by the Angels' bullpen. Two-homer night for Albert. 9-1 Angels. Career home run number 630 for Pujols. Ties him with Ken Griffey Jr. for sixth on the all-time list and did it against the kids' former team. Albert would go on to the DL afterwards with left knee inflammation, but Mike Sosha says to expect Albert just to be out for 10 days, so with the all-star break, means he'll probably just miss one more series. Number two. For whatever reason, great plays are magnified against the rival Dodgers, and no doubt that was the case a week ago last Sunday in the finale of the Freeway Series Part 1, the Angel Stadium part of the Freeway Series. Halos were down three zip early, but then pulled even with the blue by the seventh for some Showtime pinch hit style. Showtime, everybody! Showtime! This is hit well into center field. That one's carrying out at center. It's out of here! Oh, Johnny with a pinch hit home run. Hit it out to the rock pile out there in dead center field. Angels take the lead. It's 4-3. Shohei Otani with his seventh home run. All of Ben Big A. A huge blast right there. They all are for Shohei Otani. 443 feet onto the rocks, and it would be the game winner. 4-3 the final as the Angels take the series from the Dodgers. But as great as that was, there's still one more play that was even better on this week's countdown. Number one. Yes, this was last night. Wild game. Angels had a one-run lead late but blew it in the ninth, so he'd end up going to extra innings. Cole Calhoun made a great catch earlier in that game that just missed our countdown. He's really had a big series. Two home runs the night before. Well, here's Cole in the tenth with a chance to put the Halos back out in front. Here's the pitch. This ball is drilled into right center field. That ball is carrying out in right center field, and that one is out of here. Cole Calhoun, who had a pair of home runs last night, blasts one out here in the 10th inning, and the Angels have taken a 5-4 lead. And that would end up being the game winner after Jose Alvarez slams the door. Thanks to David Fletcher, Cole Calhoun, Mike Smith, Steve Went, Albert Pujols, all for joining us here on the show. Mike Trout competes in the All-Star Game Tuesday night from the nation's capital. And then, of course, Angels baseball back here at the Big A starting on Friday. A long homestand begins with three against the Houston Astros in the first of a 10-game homestand here at Angel Stadium. An important homestand with the Astros White Sox and Mariners and hopefully the Angels can continue to gain some ground in that hunt for a wild card spot. I'm Trent Rush. Thank you so much for listening to the first ever Angels Recap Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Angels Radio KLAA. Also at Angels. You can go to angels.com slash podcast for more information on how to find the podcast and future shows will be there as well. Also, be sure to listen to Angels Radio AM830 KLAA we got every game for you. Plus, after every home game, you can listen to my show, Angels Recap. One more time, I'm Trent Rush. Have a great rest of your day, and thanks for checking out the first ever Angels Recap podcast.
Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team.